Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, toxic picking it up. Let's go. Anyway, he never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Because he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never Everybody, every individual More importantly, every team Collectively Has to pick a path And stay true to it And, and I feel really fortunate That our journey has been One of patience One of drafting really well And uh, developing those players um, and then adding the, the right pieces around them. To your point, you add an Aaron Gordon, a KCP, a uh, Bruce Brown, whatever it may be. So, um, But everybody wants to do it differently. Some teams want to mortgage their future and try to go get the, the surefire player, the all-star. And, and for us, you know, there's never been a... A rushed mentality, and that starts with their ownership. You know, the Kroenke family has been phenomenal since day one, allowing this thing to kind of play itself out and not overreacting to little bumps in the road. Um, and I think there are other teams in this league that are looking at how we've done it, smaller market teams, how we've done it. And I think more teams will try to, you know, kind of, you know, make this a blueprint. And, uh, you know, it's not for everybody. You know, this is what this was the best course for us, and uh, it's allowed us to get here. But um, once again, we, we still have a lot of things that we need to accomplish in order for us to become world champions. And uh, we know tomorrow night is going to be a hell of a challenge. Our approach has to be that we're down 3-1. You know, they're desperate. We have to be more desperate. They're hungry. We have to be hungrier. And uh, there is no celebrating after game four. We have another game that we have to win. And the close that game is always the hardest game ever. So I'm looking forward to seeing our approach. You know, we had it in game six against Phoenix. We had it in game five against Minnesota. We had it in game four against the Lakers. And my hope is that tomorrow night in front of just an unbelievable crowd, an incredible environment, that our players understand the opportunity in front of them and take full advantage of it. All right. That is Michael Malone, the head coach of the Denver Nuggets, and a chance for Denver to make history tonight with a chance at their first championship, 7.30 tip-off tonight. And you can catch it on the buzz after Ray Tucker finishes up his show. And it's being televised on ABC, in case you're interested. Welcome in. Busy weekend to recap, and we will preview a little bit more. We'll hear from the Heat side of things on the NBA Finals tonight. I don't think anybody's given them a chance really to win the series, but maybe they can escape with a victory tonight. We'll see. You know, I was right, ready to write them off so this series is over after losing two at home, but I made the mistake and wrote them off for Game 7 against Boston, you know, mm. after they lose on the tip-in on uh, Game 6. And I was like, well, Boston's going to win this. Miami's got a lot of heart, and uh, they, they don't quit. So you'll see them playing hard tonight. So what was the biggest story of the weekend? Hmm. Hmm. There were a lot of really good stories. There weren't too many stories, unfortunately, that were impactful on Arkansas. No. uh, Track and field came up short. Yeah, that was disappointing Friday night with the men. Came down to the last race. Four by four. Florida, unfortunately, who was only five points behind Arkansas, came in as the favorite to win the four by four. In fact, they had the uh, college record and best time of the year. And they end up winning the race and getting ten points. And Arkansas uh, finished eighth, seventh. Is that what it was? Yeah. Hmm. And did not get enough points, and so they lose it there. Man, it was tough, too. It wouldn't have mattered since they lost by, I guess, three points. Uh, Arkansas was winning the discus. Their thrower had taken the lead, and that was going to be some bonus points. And the favorite on his last throw, his last throw as a collegian, beats 
the Arkansas thrower and, and gets first place. Arkansas has to settle for second. And they lose out on two points right there. And I was like, that's going to be uh, uh, just a, you know, a tough way to lose it if they lose by two. Um, but, yeah, that was disappointing. And then, the, you know, the women, you know, the, with Britton Wilson, you know, trying to win the 400 and the 400-meter hurdles and gets neither. So that was disappointing. She didn't win either one. Mm-mm. Huh. Nope. Just trying to do a little too much, maybe. Probably. Probably could have won either. Yep, yep. she had the fastest qualifying time in both events. It's asking a lot. Yeah. That's tough. It's too bad that they're not gapped out more. I don't know how many women do both, but I would think that that's not that uncommon, considering they're the same distance. Yeah, uh, but uh, it never been done. She was trying to do something that had never been done, and I guess that's one of the reasons why it's so tough to do. I applaud her for the effort. So, yeah, bummer for Arkansas. The women finished, what, third? Is that right, nationally? You got me. Honestly, I was disappointed and I never even looked. I think that's right. We did have a couple of very good performances, too. <laughs> that, that does say something, doesn't it? What's that? They didn't win at all, so I was disappointed. Yeah, well, that's part of it. Uh, we had two second-team All-Americans in high jumping as well. I think that's right. Isn't that how that works? Is it top ten, top five or something, or top six or seven? I don't know how many it is. Um, for sure, Jones made it. Anyway, the... the uh, Jumper from UAPB finished 11th. Caleb Snowden, just outside the obviously just outside the top 10 and 11th. And then um, the uh, jumper from Little Rock ended up finishing 10th. So they're actually going to come in tomorrow and hang out with us a little bit. So we're going to talk to them about the uh, championships. And I can't imagine the pressure of trying to high jump and on that stage with everything on the line. You've worked your whole life for this and to get to that point. I mean, again, I don't. I think the winners were like maybe. And again, the other thing is too, it's in metrics a lot of it, so I don't know. But uh you jumping like over seven feet and the winner was seven five, five and yeah. a quarter. And they both did seven one. One. Yeah. And it came down to the number of misses. Right, and that's how the championship was decided yeah. too, because they jumped the same height. Yep. But anyway, so we're gonna get them in studio tomorrow and talk about that. And we got a kind of a busy week. Wednesday we're gonna be at Bell and Sword and Con. We'll get you set for Father's Day. This is gonna be a very, very busy Father's Day from what I read as far as uh spending goes. One of the bigger years of all time. So, I don't know why. Spending? Yeah, as far as people buying gifts. Huh. Which I always think Father's Day sort of gets kind of pushed to the back burner comparatively to Mother's Day, which is fine. I understand it. Mothers have to go through a lot of things. Fathers don't. Um, but it seems like uh, maybe Father's Day doesn't always get its due. Maybe it's starting to get a little bit more respect. Maybe so. I always tell them, look, let's just, uh, let me grill. Let me go get a bunch of good food and grill out. I, you don't have to go buy me a bunch of stuff. You want to do the work, too, huh? Yeah. I, but I enjoy that. You yeah. Know? I do too, but I don't want to. I don't want to cook on Father's Day. Um, let's see what else. Um, oh, but a couple basketball things. So we talked last week about the block charge rule and how they're tweaking that. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. by one eightieth of a second. So now it's when you plant versus when you go into the air. As far as the defensive player when he can slide in, they actually changed a few other rules, which I didn't know about. There was a few of them that were kind of interesting here. There's a number of them here, but some of them are more intriguing than others. Uh, bench personnel who are not students will be allowed to serve as peacekeepers when an altercation occurs. Okay. Okay. Um, schools will no longer have to submit a waiver for players to wear religious headwear, provided it is safe for competition. So like a yarmulke? I guess. I've never seen it. I've seen one yarmulke. Yeah, I've seen one. I've never seen a kid playing a yarmulke. He plays in the G League now. Okay. And then, last but certainly not least for me, players will be allowed to wear numbers between 0 and 99. I like it. I love it. <laughs> it's about time. I agree. I always thought the the excuse that they can't hold up, you know, two hands or something was so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. How about walk over there and say foul on number 74? Or just go 74. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. that hard. Anyway, I think that'll be cool. Um I always liked the number seven. That was my yeah. kind of my number growing up playing baseball and football and couldn't get it in basketball, obviously. It wasn't it, an option. And you're usually not going to get numbers above, like, 60 because, well, those numbers suck. <laughs> like, you may get some, some 90. 99's kind of got yeah, you may get sort of uh, cool. 91 for Rodman and stuff like that, but other than that. I mean, zero's another one I think is a great number, but oh, it's great. you don't have it. We we couldn't wear zero before? Not in college. Didn't that come in this yeah. year? It's it's been for a while. Basketball, I think right? basketball. It's maybe started like a year or two ago. Okay, I never. But really, I still never see it. I, they added it to football not long ago, but I didn't know. I guess I didn't think about basketball. I don't. I don't even remember ever seeing a zero. No, we, that's true. There's yeah, a lot we, of zeros. We went through. No, this. there's the Razorbacks have had zeros through years. Yeah, year. no, there's lots of zeros. I guess that's true. I don't know what. Uh, I think it was double zero was the new one. Oh, and maybe as odd that. as that sounds, 
there was a zero, but you couldn't do double zero. Okay. Well, anyway, that's happening. The College World Series is coming together. We've got six of the eight teams already punching their tickets. Anthony Black was zero. Yeah. No, we've had we've had zeros. You're right. I'm just thinking about like the boards that I'm building. It's just about every team has a zero. Um, Tennessee and Southern Miss going in the early game at five, and that's on ESPN two. And then on ESPN, you get Texas Stanford tonight. So that's one of our questions of the day today. Who are you rooting for? Um, or who do you think will win, I guess? Is that all we asked at Christian? Who do we think will win? Who do we think who will win in the, yeah. in the World Series or the Supers today? Whoever's distracting, you tell them to stop, and I'm going to come out there and beat some heads. Anyway. All right, yes. Who do you think will uh, advance to Omaha today? That is the question of the day. So you got the four options between the four teams. I think we're all rooting against the T-Schools, right? For sure. I am. Yeah. I don't have as I should have a bigger beef with Tennessee than I do. I don't. We also asked how many SEC teams are going to make it. We asked that the other day, and we've got two that have punched their two, ticket. Florida and LSU. Yeah, we thought. I mean, we thought Wake Forest would smoke Alabama, and they did. Twenty-two to five yesterday. First game was I'll very competitive. What's that? I'll pull up those results in a minute. Okay. Yeah, our question: Tennessee and Stanford, Tennessee and Texas, Southern Miss and Stanford, Southern Miss and Texas. So far, Southern Miss and Stanford is the leader, and I guess that's because I'm not anti-Tennessee, like but I do root for the underdog. The Oral Roberts story is my favorite story of the weekend. I guess that's I don't know if it's the biggest story of the weekend. The Taylor story winning the Canadian Open is a great story, but to see Oral Roberts blow an eight nothing lead in the first game and to be able to come back and walk it off in game two and win convincingly yesterday is such an awesome story. And they've been rolling and they kept it going. And it was so fun to watch them go out to Oregon and knock them off. That was such a cool deal. I thought it was interesting that you, you would think if a team was going to run out of pitching, it would be Oral Roberts, Correct. right? But yep. no, it was it was Oregon that ran out of pitching, and they were throwing a bunch of freshmen there at the end yesterday. They couldn't find the strike zone. I think Oral Roberts had one hit yesterday in the last three innings when they scored six more runs. It was just Oregon imploding. And like we said our long couple weeks ago, I didn't want Oral Roberts in our regional. Yeah. You, you go 27-1, 28-whatever they did in conference, that's amazing. And we know Oral Roberts has put together some quality teams over the past, and this is probably their best team ever. They've won 23 out of 24 or something like that because they were 21-game 21, 21 win streak on the wow. going into the Supers, right? Yeah. Didn't they go undefeated in conference in basketball too? Um, sounds right. Maybe one loss. But maybe undefeated. Yeah, I remember that. Pretty good year for them. Yeah, yeah. very good. Our other question today is, does Denver finish off Miami tonight and win their first NBA title? So far, 79% of voters are saying yes. I don't know where Miami finds the motivation, but I'm also with Wes. Like, you don't, it's hard to believe that uh, they you can, can just give up on Miami. Yeah, they can win tonight. They're not going to win the series. No. I just don't believe that'll happen. I mean, for Denver, I mean, honestly, if they're going to win it, I hope they can do it at home. So, so here's who's in for the World Series. Wake Forest is in. Uh, Virginia is in. Oral Roberts and LSU have punched their tickets. TCU and Florida were the first two in. And no no surprise, I guess that makes probably Arkansas fans feel a little bit better that TCU looks like not only a team that has made it, but looks like a team that has a chance to mm-hmm. go deep. The biggest surprise for me was they were held under 10 runs in both games. Yeah, I think people were starting to knock the Arkansas pitching over that. But, you know, again, every game's a little bit different. And things got out of hand, and I don't know, it was... It, it was also the number one regional for home runs, so the ball was definitely flying out yeah. in uh, Fayetteville. So, again, uh, a couple good games today. Over the weekend, we had the Belmont Stakes, the final leg of the Triple Crown. We had, for the first time ever, which is shocking to me, a female trainer who was the uh, trainer for the winning horse. It was the 155th edition of the Belmont Stakes. And this is not in the Belmont. I think it was the first time there's been a female trainer that has won a triple crown race. The story I read just kept saying Belmont, so it made me think that somebody else has either won the Preakness or uh, the Kentucky Derby. Uh, but uh, it's a heck of a story. The, the owner bought this horse for 35000 Okay. And normally he only buys one horse a year. And he bought another horse that year for 100000 That horse, by the way, has not uh, came into money yet. The $100,000 horse he spent all the money on. But something about this horse attracted his eye, he said. And so he bought it for $35,000. And this is the horse. <laughs> it just shows you how crazy it is uh, trying to predict or trying to buy some of these uh, these young horses, these colts. And it was a $35,000 horse that got it done. He was an immature horse, uh, kind of a slow horse to, to come around and to mature. And they knew that he wasn't ready and wasn't going to be ready for the Kentucky Derby or the Preakness. And so they started targeting the Belmont. The story was weird because they said that they, and all along they were targeting the Belmont. But 
he didn't uh, put in that money the first uh, what it like uh, five thousand dollars to uh, get him to, triple to crown entry, nominated. Yeah, to get nominated, and then the second deadline passed, and he didn't pay that, and so they used the money from his last winning to pay the big entry fee for the Belmont. Hmm. Interesting. Um, she is the 11th female trainer to have a horse in the Belmont and the first to win it. So I don't know about the other Triple Crown races. It doesn't. I don't see it here in this particular story anyway. Antonucci is her last name. Uh, paid 17.80. Forte finished second. Tappet Trice finished third. And frankly, I think all these horses were mentioned when we had Dick Girardi on last week. He liked this horse, Arcangelo. We, he did bring the horse up, I remember. I didn't go back and listen to the segment, but I think... Because I asked him about... I think he liked Tappet Trice first, mm-hmm. but I asked him, give me a horse off the board, and I know Archangelo was one of the horses he mentioned just because of the distance he liked it. Hmm. It was impressive. I mean, he got out front, and I know that you're thinking... I'm sure she was thinking it. She was screaming off. You saw the viral oh, video of her going nuts. It was awesome. It brought tears to my eyes, but she is... Uh, you, know, you think the horse might get caught from behind, and he just holds on at the end. It was impressive, so it's a great story. Yeah, I must have watched the video of her rooting on the horse, screaming at the horse and the jockey five times. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Archangelo nine hundred grand, two seventy for Forte. Tappet Trice one hundred and fifty grand, and Tappet Shoes ended up finishing dead last. Red Route one disappointing day too, fifteen thousand for him and Angel of Empire. They they gave him a tie for fourth with Hit Show. They split one hundred and twenty grand. <laughs> so anyway, um, going back to baseball real quick. One of the stories that uh, – there were some really good stories out of the weekend, but uh, Stanford's pitcher, Quinn Matthews, was phenomenal. Threw over 150 pitches, went the distance yesterday, and they talked to him after the game. I thought it was just such a cool story and love to see Stanford pull it off. The good news is, with him performing like that, saves your bullpen. Obviously, pitching gets thin at this point in the year and this point in a three-game series, and so he was able to help his bullpen out quite a bit by doing what he did yesterday. Quinn Matthews is with us. Quinn, you just finished off a legendary performance. 156 pitches. What were the last few innings like in the conversation about you finishing this? Yeah, I mean, I told him I was good to go. It wasn't like that they were going to try and take the rock out of my hand. I mean, I gave up a hit there that made it a little more interesting. <laughs> but, I mean, did the job. Team got the win, but we're not done yet, so we got to get, get right for tomorrow. What was the last discussion when Thomas came out in the ninth? Uh, he goes, let's have an adult conversation. I said I'm getting this kid out <laughs> and again pretty pretty stirring conversation there but I mean they gave me the leeway there I knew that it was my last hitter of the game I didn't know what a, my pitch count was at but like I said I knew I wanted the rock and I mean at least give the bullpen a shot tomorrow and we'll be ready to go. Quinn after what happened to you guys last night what was the message among the team and uh, I guess in the David Esker group text as well with the toilet flushing to, to get back and get a win here in game two. Yeah, I mean, we never like to make it easy on ourselves, which is kind of just the team message. I mean, we played, you know, three elimination games last weekend, and of course we're playing two elimination games this weekend. It's just fitting for us to only be playing elimination games rather than ahead. So we'll try and make that adjustment if, you know, the season continues on. But honestly, we're just looking forward to tomorrow, and I'll probably be hot if needed, so I'll try and convince them to pitch tomorrow. <laughs> your spikes aren't going to be in your locker tomorrow, bud, Dad. I can promise you. No, they'll be in my, they'll be in my backpack with my gloves. Like I said, I probably got, th- I probably got three odds of me tomorrow, so I'll try and convince them here in the next hour or so. I don't think Quinn Matthews is probably going to throw today, and I think for Stanford's sake, they're going to hope they won't need him. You know, I saw that, and I hadn't seen or, or heard that interview, but I saw the stat, and there were some people, uh, some, you know, reporters who cover college baseball kind of being critical of the decision to allow him to go back out in the ninth inning. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot of pitches. That's, that's pretty much unheard of these days. And they were up by five runs. And that it's a case that where you could let somebody else and try to save that arm. You know, you you got to protect the kid, and sometimes you got to protect the kid from himself. Um, but listening to that interview, I, I may have had a hard time too as a coach. I mean, if he felt good and he was doing well, I didn't have an issue with it. Yeah. Again, I don't understand the physics of it all, but you and know, we don't know what kind of pitch count he's been on for the whole year. Maybe right. he's a and guy who's been able to go 120 sure. and he's built up the arm strength to where this isn't a big deal. And I don't know how he throws. So it was hard for me to be critical. You know, if it's a guy that's throwing, you know, 97 heat all game long, then maybe it's tough. I, I don't know. Uh, but there, there were there were a lot of people being critical over the decision to allow him to go 156 pitches and especially with a, a you know, a nice lead, five run lead going into the ninth inning. Yeah. 
Stick somebody else in there. We can ask Bubba about it coming up in a little bit here. He'll be on with us uh, in the 11 o'clock hour. Final appearance, thanks to Johnston's Home Center. It's been great. Uh, they've been sponsoring him for a few years now. He's always, always a welcome uh, addition to the show. We look forward to that. we got the Red White Report brought to you by Big O Tires coming up in the next hour as well. And uh, special guests coming in in the final hour. We'll tell you more about that a little bit later on in the show. It is 1026. We'll take a break, come back, and uh, talk about what else happened over the weekend. Got another victory for Jokovic. No surprise, I suppose. Right? Uh, should we really be surprised by anything he does? No. I mean, it, it would be a shock if he didn't win. Yeah, I thought he was a lock. And, and Rafa I, was out, I believe. So Yeah. yeah Jokovic and, uh, and Wake Forest, I thought, were pretty much locks this weekend. Alabama in a good run, though. Yay for them. We'll hit some first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, too, when we come back. we got a bunch of feedback already. Guadagnia Chevrolet is ready to make a deal with you. They're uh, getting rid of all the 2023s, making way for the 2024s. And so they need you to buy some of these vehicles and take them off their lot. They're uh, giving you some great incentives to come out there and buy these vehicles. Go check out all the inventory at GuatneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals they have out there, like no payments for 90 days. Some vehicles, they'll stretch it out, no payments for 120 days. They are ready to, to go to work today. They're ready to make some deals and they're paying top dollars for those vehicles, too. Uh, you, you have a quality car, truck, or SUV, you're going to get a good payment for that vehicle. You'll be able to Pay off your note, have some extra cash, put it down on the new car so that your payments are even a little bit lower. See what they can do for you. Head on out to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville and see our friends at Guatney Chevrolet. We're going to do just that on Friday. Be out there hanging out. Looking forward to that. Be a good way to wrap up the week. Listen for birthday trivia in the zone with Justin and Wes, presented by Elia's Mexican Grill in Moralton, home of the chocolate nachos. Take exit 108 for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. Center. Arkansas football is in pole position right now to get one of the top players in the 2024 recruiting class. Offensive lineman Jaquan McCroy visited Fayetteville this past weekend. McCroy is a 6'8", 367-pound offensive lineman from Alabama. He is the number 60 overall player in the 2024 class, according to 24-7 Sports. When asked where Arkansas ranks on his list, he said, quote, right now, number one, end quote. McCroy has already visited Ole Miss and has upcoming visits scheduled with Kentucky and Oregon this month. The University of Arkansas finished third in the outdoor track now national championships over the weekend. The Texas Longhorns took the title and the Florida Gators came in second. Akira Nugent won the 100-meter hurdles for the Hogs and the Hogs also won the 4x400-meter relay as well. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Hi, I'm Arkansas Attorney Stan Miller with Pinnacle Global. If you're an Arkansas business owner or nonprofit, call us to see if you qualify for the Employee Retention Tax Credit. I'm an Arkansas business owner just like you. I partner with local qualified CPAs, and we provide a detailed legal opinion for each ERTC client. Let us help you get the money you deserve. Visit us at pgwealthconsulting.com or call us 501-352-9497. That's 501-352-9497. Johnston's Home Center in Benton is in the middle of an inventory reduction sale. So what does that mean for you? Savings. Save on the full line of steel products to help you on the outside of your house. And on the inside? Save on washers, dryers, stoves, refrigerators from Maytag, GE, Samsung, and Frigidaire. Is the inventory reduction sale going on now at Johnston's Home Center in Benton? Remember, if Johnston's doesn't have it, you probably don't need it. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Brewskies is the spot for lunch downtown. Burgers, wings, sandwiches, loaded fries, and healthy options like wraps and salads. Prepared from scratch daily and made hot and fresh to order. Happy hour starts at 11 a.m. and those drink specials go with everything on the menu. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. 
This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Monday night is poker night with two games nightly, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. only at Brewskies. The Zone and the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, let's see what Justin Acri and Wes Moore have to say on the Buzz Radio Network. She see money all around me. I look like Monday morning you showed the fire. Ah, Monday morning. Time to pay for your two days of debauchery, you hungover drones. DJ, I am, sir. <laughs> Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> Let me ask you something. When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? No. No, man. No, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that. Oh, sorry. I made that tape special for today. Jump the gun. My special Monday morning tape for you. Special well, f- Monday afternoon. You should get out of bed earlier. But you know yeah, Jack. True. Me too. Sorry about that. Uh, welcome back. 1032 in the zone. I think I know by now. I'm going to play the thing a hundred times. Uh, Westmore, Justin Acri, and the Wizard, Christian Weaver, all here today. Questions of the day today regarding the World Series appearances. Who do you like to go? Or I guess we're finding out who they're rooting against, I think. And then uh, do you think the Nuggets get it closed out tonight against the Heat and Mr. Butler? We'll hear from Jimmy coming up a little bit. Game balls and jock shops a little bit later as well. Thanks to our friends at A Caddy's Touch Landscape. JW is on the line. JW, welcome on this Monday. How are you? Oh, man, enjoy retirement life. It's kind of nice. But, yeah, sir. I, uh, so... I was listening to a buddy of mine said he listened to Trey Biddy, and I'm going to ask you guys, I haven't got a chance to listen. Do we have 26 seniors on this team? Super seniors, I think that's what he called it, and we have 17 seniors returning next year on this football team since we're moving on to football now since everything else fell through. Mm-hmm. And before you answer that question, I want to ask everybody in the room there, what is two players one on offense and one on defense that are you are looking to for to make an impact this year. And I'll hang up and listen because I'm driving. All right, Thanks, JW. Guys. I don't know the senior count off the top oh, of my head. I'd have to go back and I'm look. pulling up the roster right now. I know it's supposed to be the oldest team in the SEC. I don't know the exact numbers, but... Um, All right, what's the, who are, who's the guy? So, he, I guess he wants somebody like outside of KJ and Rakeem. That would be the... Yeah, maybe. Or... For I me on defense, it's easy. It's Chris Poupal. Sure. I, I think, think he's the, a star in the making. And I think if he plays like he did last year, he's going to be good. But if he's improved, which you would think he has, a, you know, it's another year working out and working with the staff, I think he, he's going to take a, you know, right where Bumper and uh, where uh, Drew Sanders. Drew Sanders were. Yep. Uh, offensively, I'd say Satania is a big one for me. Yeah, yeah I think Satania has got all kinds of skills, and we'll see if. You know, again, we've seen KJ have rapport with individual guys, and so he's going to have to kind of get some chemistry with a guy. We saw him and Trey Knox had good chemistry. It's too bad that Trey had more chemistry with NIL deals uh, and going to South Carolina than he did with sticking around Arkansas because it would have been fun to watch those two play together again. But whatever. Uh, I mean, hey, it's business now. you got to do what you got to do. So I would say Satania, another receiver for sure. All right, we're on the same page. Look at that. Jamie, welcome. Hey, guys. Uh, I was going to... I got two things. I was wanting to try to get an update if maybe you or Wes had any information on how uh, the Nelson guys' uh, visit went. And I got a question for Wes, and I'm not trying to be a smart aleck about it. I, I just I don't understand it. So if you take a guy that throws really hard, and then you have another guy that maybe throws like mid-80s to high-80s, and you're saying you can get more pitches, or you, you know, out of a guy that throws in the mid 80s. 
he's still throwing as hard as he can throw. He's still putting strain on his arm just as much as the other guy. He just don't throw as hard. So I don't, I don't understand how that makes any sense. I mean, it's not like he's trying to throw lollipops up there, you know. I mean, he's throwing as hard as he can throw. So I, you're going to have to explain that one to me. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. Think about the torque on someone's arm, and the faster uh, the, that arm is coming through, and uh, that elbow, the stress it is putting on the elbow. To throw it harder, you're going to put more stress and torque on that elbow. That would be the the physics behind it all. Well, but what I'm saying is, the guy that throws, you know, high 80s, he He's torquing his as, as hard as he can torque it. But is he torquing it I, harder I, I than somebody that's throwing it 96? No. He's throwing as hard as he can throw, I'm sure. So I don't, I, I don't, I just don't get it. I, I don't. The harder I mean, you throw, I, the I'm, harder it is on your body. So if you're throwing 80, it's not as hard as somebody throwing 96, even if that is the hardest you can throw. Yeah. Well, I, I see I, both sides of this I one. Don't get that. It's 150 yeah, plus get, pitches. It's very out. Okay. Uh, it's 150 plus pitches, which is the part that's out of the ordinary. Regardless of how hard the guy's throwing, that was the storyline. Was he threw over 150 pitches? You just don't see it very often. We'll ask Bubba about it when he comes on yeah. today. I was just reading a thread. It's a it's a, a reporter who covers Major League Baseball, and he said there's not a Major League manager that would allow a starting pitcher a pitcher period to throw 156 pitches. In fact, he said I bet you wouldn't find anybody that would allow him to get within 25 or 30 of that. That's just that's the job of the manager, the coach, to protect the guy, no matter if he says he wants to go back there or not. What's the danger in throwing twenty five more pitches or thirty more pitches? I, I, th- I would go back to the kid we saw at Oregon State. You know, that pitched against Arkansas in the College World Series. The next year, he was out and blew out his arm. Yeah, you're saying worst case scenarios, though. I mean, first of all, we don't have a big sample size. I don't understand the physics of it. I guess or I don't understand why. Like you can take a hundred thousand jump shots and doesn't wear out your rotator cuff i mean you're you're basically going through a repetitive motion i also realize you're not you know maximizing what that rotator cuff can do versus you know shooting a jump shot but um i don't know i don't know what the limits of the human body are i guess but that'd be a question maybe for doc Doc, Doc, o'malley when he comes back on I counted up the roster. Yep. There are 11 redshirt seniors. There are six redshirt COVID seniors. There are two seniors that are, have a COVID year, and then there are four just normal seniors. So add that all up, 23 seniors is what I counted on, on the Razorback roster that they have out right now. I can't wait till the COVID thing is over. I'm tired of counting for COVID. should be the last year, right? I assume so. That was 20. 20 no, we may have one more year. Yeah. Yeah. It was 20, 20 or 19. Yeah. 2020. It was 20 when everything was canceled, and that's when they were getting their COVID year. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you were a freshman in 20, you would... 20, 20, yep, you'd still be around. David's in Cersei. David's still around. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Uh, this is uh, more of a information type call today. I'd like to uh, hear what y'all have to say about three quick matters. Uh, one, uh, I heard Mike Irwin say the other day, I, I, watched, I watched TCU just with us. Just whipped us, you know. Sometimes you just take a butt whooping. Mm-hmm. And I heard him say that he would never cheer for TCU because their fans were absolutely ridiculously terrible mm-hmm. up in Fayetteville. And the players, the way they pranced around the bases and everything. Listen, I watched every game, and all I saw was guys run around the bases, do a quick hug at home plate, go straight to the dugout. I didn't see what he did. So, y'all, y'all. Y- y'all weigh in on that for me. And two, uh, I'm afraid the men's college world series may be trending toward the same way as the women's college world series was. Uh, someone's going to have to prove that they can beat Wake Forest. And right now, I only give LSU or Florida a chance. Now, we know someone could get hot for a couple of days and do it. But a legitimate chance that I know they can do it, LSU can beat them, and Florida can beat them, but I haven't seen anybody else that I believe that can beat them. Hmm. And three, Wes, uh, man, please say something to make me feel better. We lost Ron Holland. I know you've got, you've got your sources, man. You always have your sources. Don't tell me we're going to lose this guy to, to uh, Alabama. Please, please don't tell me that. Thanks, guys. All right, let's go in order here. TCU, I don't know anything about the fans. 
We talked last week about how they played yeah. the game the right way. We asked Bubba. I asked Bubba what what he thought of TCU, and he he, he agreed. He thought you know they did their celebrating in the dugout. He didn't have a problem with them. I don't know about the fans. If you're friends there. with Mike, you'd have to ask him. I'm yeah. curious what his issue was, what his beef was with him. Um, I mean, they had a couple of guys that apparently took a leak down in the bullpen, which is a no-no. But other than that, I didn't really have any issues with TCU whatsoever. So I'd have to ask Mike about the fan thing. Uh, who beats Wake Forest? Anybody, because it's baseball. So Wake Forest looks like the best team, but I'm with him. I think LSU and Florida have a shot, but I would also say TCU can beat anybody today, too. I like Florida a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and i tell you what, I'll say it again. The job that Wes Johnson has done developing pitchers, this team is a lot different than they were a month ago. They they're, they found some guys that can uh, starters besides Paul Skeen, and their bullpen's been better, a lot better. I mean, their bullpen was trash. Uh, they had to outscore everybody because the bullpen was so bad. And, and uh, they they found a little something and give Wes Johnson credit. That's why he's going to be the coach at Georgia, and that's why he was with the Twins. And uh, he's done a fantastic job with this team. I mean, there's a lot of 40-win teams at this point. I, I just don't – I think it's too simplified to say that nobody can beat them. I don't know. Wake looks great, though. I mean, but I think – I don't think it's anywhere close to what Oklahoma's doing. And keep in mind, too, it's a different game at the College World Series because that ballpark's so much bigger. Wake Forest has been just bombing it. Yeah. And we've seen some teams go in there that bomb it and have a little trouble because those balls are caught on the, the warning track instead of going into the stands. What are you hearing on Grant Nelson? Uh, I'm not going to talk about it. He didn't want to hear anything negative. What? He said, please don't tell him he's going to go to Alabama. No, tell us what you're hearing. I, I heard it didn't go well. It The, the visit didn't go well? Yeah. Why? Oh, they don't feel good about it. The, but his visit went poorly? Uh, they, they feel like uh, that there's a possibility that Alabama did some negative recruiting and some comments by some former players uh, could hurt their chances in landing him. What former players? Uh, the one that comes to my mind is Jordan Walsh's comment about the offense, and uh, he didn't get to show his... It's handcuffed? ...his true ability in this offense. And mm-hmm. I think uh, Alabama's using that against Arkansas. Hmm. Well, I'd like to think the Musk could overcome that, but that's disappointing. But not shocking, frankly. I didn't That's like the hope that you know cooler heads prevail when he takes a little time and starts trying to weigh out the two programs and the advantages and disadvantages that um, he'll look past any negative recruiting. When was he in Tuscaloosa? Right before the Arkansas trip. Okay, they I'll went from Tuscaloosa to Fayetteville. Would you rather have a crack at him first or last? Last. Me too. That's good. All right, uh, Angry Buckeye. What's up, buddy? Hey, pretty good show for a Monday, guys. Thank uh, you. I caught the tail end of the last show, and you guys were talking about uh, sayings that don't make sense or that are. Whatever. Yeah. So I have a list of 101 pet peeves, and maybe we can maybe we can have fun with that in December when we're airing some grievances. But just a few of those on the list that we uh, revolve around things that don't make sense. You mentioned my least favorite one of controlling your own destiny. But uh, another one that I hear often when we're watching football is they high point the football, and then they follow that up by saying the receiver caught the ball at its highest point. Mm-hmm. What they mean to say is that the receiver caught the ball at the receiver's highest point. <laughs> if you high point the football, then you catch it somewhere halfway between the quarterback and the receiver, which is not which is what happened. That could be 40 feet in the air. Um, That's not likely. You're right. You're correct. Uh, another one is um, head over heels. People talk about that when they're in love, but we live our lives every day with our head over our heels. So shouldn't it be heels over head That's if somebody's g- stumbling in love? That's a great point. I mean, it makes sense, right? Way, way more sense. <clears throat> and I uh, had one more, and for the, some reason I can't think of it right now. Uh... Anyway, we'll be here. We'll, we'll be here all summer. Come back with it. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. That's funny. I never thought about that. Um, excellent points. Some Ash Record Life fan feedback. Elrod says, "Guys, what's up? U.S. Open week. Can't wait. Who's your favorites out there, guys? Or qualifying? What do you need to do to get a decent starting spot? Wes, since you garden, what is the best thing to plant right now in this time of year? You garden? No, I do garden. not. Uh, why is there no day baseball hardly anymore? Kind of sad. I agree with that." Luckily, in the World Series, you get baseball all day long once they get to Omaha. So, Elrod, just wait. You get college baseball during the day. Uh, U.S. Open is this week. There are a couple things about that. First of all, did you know that Floyd Mayweather fought an exhibition match this weekend against one of Gotti's offspring? I saw that last night. And there was a big no. brawl in the stands. There was a big brawl after the fight. They stopped the fight for no apparent reason. It was in the sixth round, I think. I don't know what was going on, but the referee just stopped the fight for for no reason at all. I have no idea what happened. I also did not know that Floyd Mayweather was fighting an exhibition fight. Yeah, it's it's so hard to believe that we didn't know that Floyd Mayweather was fighting, even if it's an exhibition. It's bizarre. Hmm. Uh, also, speaking of exhibitions, I watched um, Rocky Balboa for the first time this weekend. The fifth? Sixth movie. Seventh? Is it the one like in 2005? It's when he fought um, Antonio Tarver. Yeah, I think that's the sixth. Okay. It's awful. 
Yeah. So I can see why they brought it to a close after that. It was so bad. Um, and then uh, about the U.S. Open. So the U.S. Open, all I know about this is they have not played in L.A. for a U.S. Open since it's been like since the 50s or the 40s or wow. something. It's been forever. They played a PGA Championship in L.A. not that long ago, but it's pretty rare that they play games out or play uh, tournaments out there. It's also in Beverly Hills, and they talked about the logistics of getting in and out and what a pain in the butt it's going to be. Very tough with traffic. Obviously, you know, it's a pretty ritzy situation over there. Um, but it's apparently hyper-exclusive club, and getting in and out can be a little bit tricky. The other thing I noticed was they apparently have a par 3 that will play as short as 80 yards on one of the days. They also have a par 3 that is 290 yards. So should be interesting the way that those play out. And I'm sure they'll have the rough up like crazy. Typical U.S. Open kind of conditions. I'm sure they'll have the greens as fast as they can get them. So hopefully it's very tough test like usual and guys can stick around par and you, the winner shoots like three under. But we'll see. What country club? Didn't get any of that. It's too busy texting. Uh, that is the L.A. Country Club. The LACC. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I was looking up and I found it. Uh, one of the answers for uh, someone on the first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line is LSU and Wake Forest on the same side of the bracket at the College World Series. And they are. Wake Forest, first game at the College World Series, will be against either Texas or Stanford. LSU will play the winner of Southern Miss and Tennessee. That's that fourth side of the bracket. The other side of the bracket's already completed. Florida will take on Virginia in the first game. Oral Roberts, TCU in the uh, second game. Ryan says we get Wake Forest versus LSU in game one in Omaha. You're saying not nope. the case? Nope. It's uh, Wake Forest against Texas or Tennessee. Okay. Texas or Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Texas or Stanford. Sorry, this printing is so small. Ricky says, good weekend of baseball. LSU looked dominant, and if their bullpen can hold up, I can't see anyone beating them in Omaha. Why do we say these things? Do not speak in absolutes in baseball. It's baseball. Pretty embarrassing that Indiana State played TCU as close as they did, and Arkansas just let the Frogs pound them. Maybe Arkansas should look at getting Indiana State's head coach. Couldn't hurt. Big time for Oral Roberts going that far away and beating a good Stanford team. Um, let's see where Indiana State is next year. And getting close, does it matter? I mean, you didn't win. So what difference does it make? I mean, how many runs did they score? I think one in one game. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they scored in the other game. They were more competitive than the Arkansas games, I will say that. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's it. You got anything else on uh, First Arkansas Bank and Trust? Bo and Clinton says, uh, going back to the elbow discussion, the arm discussion of someone with the 150 pitches, uh, and, and, you know, is it harder on the arm if you throw it harder than someone that throws it softer? Uh, he says, it's like someone that squats 800 pounds regularly versus someone who, spot, uh, who squats 250 regularly. The 800-pound squatter will blow his knees or back out a lot sooner and a lot more likely than the 250-pound squatter. It's a lot of weight on the body. Yeah. And it goes back to the stress and the torque of someone that throwing it harder. Even if you're trying as hard as you can, there's more stress and torque on coming through on that arm on someone who's throwing it faster. Oh, that's the doc. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but that stands to reason. That makes sense, I suppose, yes. It's 1048. We'll hit the timeout. We'll come back and wrap up our first hour. Bubba Carpenter next hour for one last time. Thanks to Johnston's Home Center. Got the red-white report, too. We'll also give you a full recap of what happened on the track. Uh, down in Austin over the weekend, it wasn't great news, unfortunately. We do have a couple of track stars that are going to be in with us tomorrow. A jumper from high jumper from UAPB and a high jumper from Little Rock. So we'll let those guys uh, pick each other's brains, and we'll pick their brains, too. I'm really curious to talk about what it takes to become an elite athlete in that particular discipline back in a second in the zone if you're a lover of the outdoors be sure to catch ray tucker's arkansas outdoors monday evenings at seven here on 1037 the buzz ray and co-host brian Hendricks, outdoor editor of the arkansas democrat gazette explore the natural state and much much more all the fun is brought to you by guatney buick gmc ray tucker's arkansas outdoors monday evenings at seven here on 1037 the buzz this is pat bradley for alcoa community federal credit union in benton it's time to get outside and enjoy the great outdoors with a new boat motorcycle personal watercraft or rv alcoa community fcu has low rate fund loans apply securely for your fund loan online at alcoa community fcu.org now serving grant garland hot spring in perry counties 
It's Justin Acre for Certipro Painters. We're all getting ready for summer, and if you want to spruce up your home for summer, Certipro Painters could be the answer you're looking for. Each Certipro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at Certipro.com. That's Certa with a C. If you're thinking about getting a paint job done for the interior or exterior of your home, you need to hurry up and get on the schedule soon because it's filling up quickly. So plan for your next project. You'll be happy you did. Cleanliness, thoughtfulness, and attention to detail. You'll get all of it with my friends at Certipro Painters. So get them scheduled for your project today. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. This ad is paid for by the settlement specialist. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, you could be entitled to cash compensation. Bayer, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of weed killer Roundup. Call our weed killer cancer hotline now to see if you're entitled to cash compensation. Roundup has been one of the most commonly used herbicides in the U.S. If you or someone you love has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup, call now. Our team is here to fight for everyday people and to get you the compensation you may deserve. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, even if the loved one has passed away, call 800-725-7193 now to see if you are entitled to compensation. But hurry, time is limited. Call 800-725-7193. 800-725-7193. Fellas, June is National Men's Health Month, so it's a great time to remind you to take care of your health. I recommend going to Low T Center. It's where I got my levels checked. It's typically completely covered by most health insurances, and if you don't have insurance, it's less than 100 bucks for full labs and an in-office visit with the provider. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com, Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Listen for Champs and Chumps Friday during the Zone, brought to you by Everbowl, providing Kraft Superfoods, acai bowls, and smoothies that fuel you for an active, unevolved, and healthy lifestyle. Located at the Pleasant Ridge Shopping Center in West Woodrock, next to Santo Coyote. You're back in the zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Check us out online at 1037thebuzz.com and throw us a follow at JustinAcre7, at Wes underscore more, and at CWeaver1037. Now, back to Justin Acre and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 10.52, this segment brought to you in part by our friends at Max Prairie Wings down in Stuttgart. Now is a great time to get out and about on the water. Cloudy today, but we got some warm weather coming up. My goodness, we're going to be in one of the 90s this week. And if you're ready for summer on the water, head over to Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart. They are offering amazing deals on Yamaha outboards right now. For a limited time only, when you purchase any in stock Yamaha, 25 to 90 horsepower, you will get a $500 Max Prairie Wings gift card. That's right, buy a select Yamaha outboard engine and get a $500 gift card to spend on anything in the store. Yamaha outboards are known for their reliability, their affordability. And with an outstanding three-year warranty, you can't go wrong. And with Max Prairie Wings' competitive pricing and in-house financing, you will be able to get the boat of your dreams without breaking the bank. And then you can spend the 500 bucks on whatever you want. They've also got a great certified uh, service center with with uh, Yamaha technicians, so you can keep your outboard running smoothly for years to come. It's one place. It is Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart. Get your $500 gift card with the purchase of that Yamaha outboard ASAP. And go by and visit our friends or go on their website, maxpw. Dot com. 10.53, uh, Nick Taylor, what a story. Canadian Open winner. Wasn't easy. Good pace. Are you serious? Oh, my goodness! Glorious and free! Jim, he's just letting it breathe, baby. Let it breathe, Jim. Glorious. And And free. We're storming the 18th green now. 72-foot eagle putt. You don't have to say a whole lot. They just tackled Adam Hadwin, by the way, who was trying to approach his friend. Security did, not knowing that's exactly who it was. But Canada has a conquering hero. First time in 69 years... That uh, Canada produced a Canadian Open winner. Nick Taylor, congratulations. Four-hole playoff, 
And he also had to hit a pretty lengthy putt, I think, on 18 to get into the playoff, if I'm right. Um, I think he had a chance to win it outright, maybe. I have to go back and look at what happened on 18. But anyway, he um, he survived the first three playoff holes and ends up winning it on the fourth playoff hole. He hit, he got to the par 5-2, and two, obviously, on 18. That was the, I think that was the third time they played in the playoff. And he was able to win it. And the Hadwin thing is hilarious. So Hadwin comes up, and he just looks like a normal dude in jeans. <laughs> he's running up there, and he's shaking a bottle of champagne all over uh, Nick Taylor, and they tackle him down. Beautiful form tackle by the uh, security guard, by the way. Very impressive. It has been since 1954 that a Canadian has won the Canadian Open. Pretty cool. Mike Weir was close a couple of times. He lost in a playoff in 04 to Vijay Singh. Mike, a one-time major winner, the left-hander from Canada. So, uh, anyway, pretty cool story. Um, yes, curled in an 11-foot birdie on the 18th to get to the playoff. So, pretty good deal. What a day for him. And it was funny. His, his He said, I blacked out when the ball went in. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I bet you did. It was funny. And his, his caddy was watching uh, Hadwin get tackled, and he kind of went over to his defense. Yeah. But he just stayed there. Taylor's just, like, standing there, like, soaking it in. It was like he didn't even know where the hell he was at that point. It was funny. <laughs> okay. Shit. There's got to be a better way than tackling a guy with a huge bottle of champagne that's spraying it. I mean, at some point, was the security that bad, or was it that bad there that they needed the security? Like, was it chaos? No, it wasn't that bad at all. I, I just can't understand why he did that. The security card did that. The, the thing about it is, I will say this, if the guy had nefarious intentions, could have been bad. I mean, that's the thing about golf. The cool thing about it is if you go to a tournament, you've got great access to the players. You're right there by yeah. them. But the bad thing is, if somebody's got bad intentions and they want to do something that's not good, but it's like, as a security guard, you gotta be thinking, where the world, where in the world, does this guy get this giant magnum of champagne? Yeah. I mean, it does stand to common sense that maybe nothing's wrong with it, but it's a part of the celebration. He was also looking out for the dude, so I kind of get it. But it, it's he did look kind of an average schmo. He had jeans on and everything. I was like. Okay. It was. It, I don't know. The whole thing was weird, though. You know, we've all seen. You know, at the end of a golf tournament, people are celebrating. People, are, wives are coming up, dads are coming up, giving the guy a hug. Yeah. And just, <laughs> I've never seen that, and I was just blown away by that. Hadwin and his wife made a lot of comments on social media afterwards. They were loving it. They thought it was hilarious. Okay. There was one. It was all a right. great picture of the guy really oh, yeah, wrapping seen, him up. It's awesome. And he said, "Put it in the Louvre." So it was a great still <laughs> shot. Has there ever been a situation like Monica Seles or something in golf? I can't remember anything negative happening like that. I'm sure they get comments on occasion, but I've never never a physical altercation that I'm aware of. But it does stand to reason. You do need to be diligent in those situations. I don't know why anybody would want to, but honestly, there's stuff that happens every day where you're like, I don't understand why anyone would ever do that. So better crazy safe than sorry. Yeah, crazy that's it. I mean, better safe than sorry. Yeah. Plus, sometimes people get drunk and they get a little out of hand. And it is weird though. Like you can run on up near the winter and it's not a big deal typically. But like if you did that in the NFL, you'd get creamed and put in jail. So, but they they welcome you onto the field to play in golf. Yeah, they don't do that in football or basketball. So, anyway, uh, it's ten fifty eight. We got Bubba Carpenter coming up next hour. Stick around. It is the zone on a Monday. Pretty good show for Monday. Not bad. Caller told us. Must be true. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Sometimes you just gotta have some wings. And with buffalo, barbecue, teriyaki, Cajun buffalo, lemon honey, garlic parmesan, mango habanero, lemon pepper, pineapple habanero, honey hot, and Brewskies Reaper, you know where to find them. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Monday night is poker night.